At 7.42, now from K-pop sensation BTS's performance to the pomp of a car parade before the Champs-Élysées, President Moon Jae-in has had quite the eventful state visit to Paris. While his itinerary now moves on to Italy and an audience with Pope Francis scheduled tomorrow, President Moon expressed gratitude for the unprecedented hospitality he received in France and called for support in the Indo-Korean peace process. Let's welcome on the line Professor Son Hyun from the College of Global Studies at Hallim University, who now also serves as the president of the Korea-France Association for further discussion. And thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me again. And... As a former diplomat who served as Minister for Cultural Affairs at the Korean Embassy in Paris, can you comment on this amazing hospitality that was observed during the state visit this week and uh, started over the weekend? Uh, Yes, uh, this is a state visit, which is the highest expression of friendly relations between two sovereign states. France does not invite just any head of state for such a visit. South Korea, as an economic powerhouse and democracy, satisfies the criteria for such a visit. And the history of France as a monarchy and a republic is reflected in the pomp and pedantry, which are the hallmarks of a state visit to France. This is best displayed in the colorful cavalry escort along the avenue of the Champs-Élysées, which you just mentioned, and an elaborate state dinner uh, with French wine at the Elysée Palace. So President Moon attended a special cultural event to mark this first trip to France, and BTS got a lot of the attention. I mean, BTS has this phenomenal army of fans who feel the responsibility, it seems, to cheer them at every step which allowed President Moon also to bask in some of that support. Uh, Was that a successful approach, though? Uh, Yes, I think it was a very uh, fitting approach. As you know, France is a country of great cultural tradition. And Paris, as the world's cultural capital, has always been the gateway for Korea's cultural presence in Europe. In his remarks at the state dinner, President Emmanuel Macron paid tribute to Korean culture, as is customary with any uh, French head of state. He particularly cited the Korean alphabet Hangul, Pansori, Korean cinema, K-pop, and even Korean gastronomy. So the friendship concert with which President Moon Jae-in began his state visit to France was a very fitting gesture. In this concert, you could see young French girls joining the Korean pop group BTS and sing along in the Korean language. Korean has now become one of the most popular Asian languages in France, and this is the very power of Hallyu, the Korean cultural wave. It would seem so. Uh, And during the summit, though, on the political side with French President Emmanuel Macron, President Moon Jae-in requested French support for inter-Korean peace. On the surface, that's great, but there did seem to be a, a little bit of a, a difference there. What, what kind of stances, did, in your view, did we see taken by the French government regarding North Korean issues? Uh, yes, uh, I think uh, the difference is quite normal, uh, as uh, the Frenchman would say. 
President Moon considers France as a key partner in the ongoing peace process with North Korea, and he counts on France's support in accelerating the process, which he initiated. As you pointed out, France has considerable clout in the international community as one of the five prominent members of the United Nations Security Council and a leading member of the European Union. In addition, Emmanuel Macron, as a young and dynamic leader, has personal charisma on the international stage. Speaking at a joint news conference following the summit, President Moon said that while he agrees on the need for concerted international action regarding UN sanctions to bring about North Korea's denuclearization, there is also need to ensure that North Korea can safeguard its security without nuclear weapons. This statement can be construed as a call for French support for easing international sanctions should there be progress in North Korea's denuclearization effort. President Macron praised President Moon as a man of peace, but said France is attached to a complete, verifiable, and irreversible denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula, as reaffirmed by the international community. Yes. And on the condition that there, this is realized, France is willing to participate in the peace process initiated by President Moon. It's a situation which is somewhat complex, because on one hand, France and President Emmanuel Macron have clashed with the US on certain issues recently, but seem to be very much on the same page as Washington. And one thing we know about these permanent UN Security Council members, it only needs one of them to veto, and it kind of devalues the power of the rest of them um, as a collective. Something else we might uh, note is that President Moon gave an interview with local newspaper Le Figaro. That's getting some intention because he also gave an interview with Fox News while visiting New York for the UN General Assembly recently. Why do you think uh, he chose that particular interview. Is there, is there much reason that goes behind the various media outlets he speaks to? Uh, not necessarily. Le Figaro, is, uh, Le Figaro has uh, a conservative editorial policy, but it is one of the uh, most read influential mass circulation dailies in France, together with uh, Le Monde uh, of the centre-left. So, uh, President Macron and President Macron was elected with the broad support base, which transcends ideological divide. So I don't think uh, Le Figaro's ideological leaning played any role in its choice for the presidential interview. In that interview, there was some historical context. President Moon talking about Korea and France establishing ties back in 1886. Uh, fairly early for uh, the Joseon dynasty as it was back then, and actually uh, after a very difficult period uh, with, I think, um, one of the biggest clashes being over the status of foreign priests. Um, French priests didn't uh, get much of a positive reception in the 19th century in, in the Joseon period. Can you give us a bit more background? Uh, yes, I would be glad to. Uh, in fact, uh, Franco-Korean relations are much older than that. 
They date back to 1836, when France sent its first Catholic missionary to Korea, then uh, known as the Hermit Kingdom. French missionaries were the first Westerners to visit Korea with a specific mission, and many of them became martyrs of this land. Being executed by the Neo-Confucian Korean court, which viewed Catholicism as a threat to their regime. In 1866, France launched a punitive expedition against Korea, invading and occupying portions of Kanghua Island near Incheon, which was repelled by Korea. Twenty years later, in 1886, Korea and France finally established diplomatic relations which was then interrupted in 1906, one year after Japan made Korea its protectorate. During the Japanese occupation of Korea, Paris became the center of the Korean independence movement in Europe, and the Korean government in exile was established in Shanghai, which was a French concession at that time. One year after the resumption, of Franco-Korean diplomatic relations in 1949, the Korean War broke out, and France sent 3,200 French soldiers as part of the United Nations forces, and 2,207 of them were killed in Korea during the Korean War. These sacrifices, together with those of the French missionaries, who shed their blood on Korean soil in the 19th century, helped cement the bond of friendship between our two peoples. The way certain issues collide and tie together is is really remarkable, uh, especially given President Moon Jae-in himself is Catholic and he's going to be meeting Pope Francis this week. And... The legacy of those French missionaries and the very difficult period of persecution actually then eventually fostered Christianity on this peninsula. Uh, but and that is, why, that is one of the reasons why uh, South Korea has produced uh, the greatest number of Catholic saints uh, outside e- Europe. Exactly right. It was about 10,000 yeah. martyrs in yeah. that 19th century period. It's mm. a subject that I have yeah. had um, the privilege of being asked to research for articles. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, for anyone who's not looked into that history, it's, it's just stunning. Uh, and, and Korea stands out, no doubt. Um, but let's talk about how South Korea and France are pursuing their ongoing relationship. The two leaders discussing uh, future economic cooperation. It's, it's always, every summit, they, they seem to talk about this, world leaders. But is there anything particularly meaningful there that we can learn from? Uh, yes, uh, thanks to uh, Korea's miraculous economic development, which uh, President Macron dubbed as the miracle of the Han River, France and South Korea today have become important economic partners. In uh, 2004, the two countries launched the so-called Comprehensive Partnership of the 21st Century, to further strengthen bilateral cooperation in all areas. The EU-South Korea Free Trade Agreement, which came into force in 2011, gave further momentum to Franco-Korean economic cooperation. Bilateral trade today uh, surpasses 7 billion euros, 
with France registering a surplus of 621 million euros. Aerospace science, artificial intelligence, self-driving cars are some of the promising areas for future cooperation. How can both countries really benefit from each other, though, going forward, do you think? Uh, I think uh, they can uh, benefit each other a lot because uh, France is uh, uh, at the world's top level uh, when it comes to uh, uh, some areas, including aerospace science, artificial intelligence. And uh, South Korea uh, is very competitive uh, uh, in such areas as car industry and uh, electronics. So I think uh, we have uh, mutually complementary uh, economic systems uh, which can benefit each other uh, to a great extent. Mm. Well, Professor Son, thank you very much for joining us today. My pleasure, as always.